Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. So, Joanna, thanks so much for taking the time. I know there's been a lot of speculation in the media in the last few weeks and probably for the last year. I think it was about a year ago I was chatting to Connor on the pitch and, and we were talking about potential investors. So where's that at at the minute? I believe there was a meeting this week uh, with the FAI and you might just kind of run us through what's happened in the last week or two. Yeah, thanks, David. Um, we are in a very positive place and confident that we'll be able to make an announcement on where we're at um, in full detail, perhaps in the coming week, definitely within the next two weeks. This week um, was the final part of the due diligence process, um, and a lot of that was with the FEI. Um, the FEI have been exceptionally supportive to us and the potential purchases of the club that we've been in negotiations with for 11 months now at this stage. Um, and there was a couple of things that had to be signed off, I suppose, in regards to diligence from the FEI's perspective. A lot of it was around United Park. Um, and then I suppose we're looking at if there is a change of ownership in the club in, in the next couple of weeks, um, is that going to affect our budget? Um, all of that kind of stuff that needs to be clarified in regards to our licensing application for next year, because we've already commenced that process um, with the FEI. So it, it's been very positive. The FEI have been exceptionally supportive, as has Lake County Council, might I add, who ha- both um, bodies have met with the potential purchasers a couple of times. Um, the FEI probably a bit more. They've been in talks with them themselves since January. Um, they have done their own diligence on them um, through other entities that they would know that would have worked in partnership with these people um, themselves over the past couple of years. So, yeah, look, we got a positive result um, from the FAI, which is what we expected. To be fair, we weren't overly worried about it. Um, Mark Scanlon, the League of Ireland director, has been very hands-on with us in recent months. Um, we also met with David Carell, the COO, and we spoke to Jerry McEnany, the president, um, you know, everybody sees that um, Drogheda is kind of in a stalemate um, at the moment. We're treading water for a long time and probably over exceeding um, where we should be considering the budget we have, the facilities we have um, and all that kind of stuff. And I suppose it's not sustainable for much longer. Um, we're OK at the minute, but that's because we have a plan for external investment. But if we didn't have that, um, it probably have be a very dim picture. So I think the FEI have been aware of that and have been very cooperative and very encouraging in regard in regards to our plans, which they know are realistic. They're not um, pie in the sky dreams. Um, they have all the detail and 
they're very conscious that what we're trying to do at Rotterdam United is provide a long-term sustainable plan. It's not just a short-term investment for two or three years. We're, we're looking at 10, 15, perhaps 20-year investment plan. Um, so look, it's all very positive. The next few days, it's just a few bits to be ironed out between legals and governance and stuff like that. But we're 99.9% of the way and the expectations are is that I'll, I'll be making an announcement to our members perhaps as early as next weekend. Um, and then we'll be looking to call an EGM before the end of the seasons for the members to review proposals and have a vote on it. And just in terms of the review, I'm always curious, we see an awful lot of discussion in the UK around fit and proper owners. And it seems like over the last you know, 10, 15, 20, going back the years, a lot of uh, a lot of maybe not the, the, the most suitable owners slip through the net. So in terms of the due diligence, that the FAI does. Um, could you give us maybe an example of like what sort of red flags they might be looking out for or something that might cause them some concern? <clears throat> Obviously, not it hasn't been applicable in this case. Everything looks fine. But as an example of what they might see as, a, as an issue, is there, is there anything that comes to mind? Um, well, I suppose in, in our case, I, I can only really speak from our case. In our case, um, the potential purchasers are established. Um, they're established with other sporting bodies around the world. So the FEI were able to reach out to their partners in different countries and I suppose request details on their experiences they had with them. Um, how did they fulfill any commitments they may have given when they entered into their countries and agreements with their sporting bodies? And by all accounts, um, all the feedback that came back in relation to the people we're in conversations with was everything they've said they'd done, they did. They did it in a quicker time frame than they laid out. And they have been very cooperative, very transparent. And I suppose that's what the FEI are looking for. Perhaps if it was somebody who wasn't established in a different country, they may need to go into, um, you know, proof of finances, all of that kind of stuff, which which we had to do ourselves as a club as part of our due diligence. Um, but this one was perhaps probably a bit easier for the FEI because, as I said, the company is established um, with sporting bodies in other in other countries. Now, the speculation in the media is that it's Travella, who are a Birmingham-based, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, that is Birmingham, not Birmingham, UK, founded in 2021, who uh, have a, a fairly big stake in Walsall at the minute. I know you're not in a position to confirm any names at the minute because it's still going through the final process, but it would seem likely that's the group we're talking about here. But just in terms of, you know, what happens from now on, you mentioned the EGM. Uh, are you expecting this to kind of to, to sail through reasonably unencumbered or do you envisage any, any pushback from any members? Because we know... You know, obviously, members of clubs will will have questions. I'm sure you've addressed quite a few of those already, and this isn't the first time they've heard of this. But what's likely to happen in terms of the next week or two? Yeah, I'm not expecting it to sail through. I think the United fans, and particularly the members that own the club, are exceptionally passionate about the club. I myself am a supporter and a fan. I'm a member, and you know, coming into something like this is is very daunting for a lot of people. There's there's the conscience is playing on you. Is this the right thing? Is it sustainable? Is it another peak six drama? Um, you know, we had our AGM there last week or or the week before, and there was a lot of questions thrown from the floor to us at that stage, and and very pertinent questions in regards to um the structures, protections for the club, protections of the stadium. Will Drottle United always have a home to play football? And they're very thorough questions and, and and they're things that are close to people's hearts. So no, I don't expect it to sail through without question. Um, I expect people will have questions. We're going to send out some information to the members when we invite them to the EGM 
And my intention is in the build up to the EGMs, perhaps hold a public meeting with the purchasers of the club, give the members an opportunity to have a bit of dialogue with them. Um, I, I, of course, will be open to meet with anybody at any stage, as will the other board members. Connor Hoy, director of the club, former chairman, has been crucial in, in driving this forward. He'll be on hand um, to meet with anybody that wants to meet with them. But I do intend to bring one, if not two opportunities to um, members to meet with these people and lay out the questions on the table, tease out any concerns they might have. And at that stage, I'm fairly confident that anybody who speaks to these people will realise their motivations are right, their ethics are right, their morals are right, their plan is visionary, but it's realistic. And what it will bring to not just the club, but to the town of Drogheda, in Drogheda United Football Club's name Mm. is just out of this world um, you know the velocity the enormity of, of what we're about to do is unprecedented in the league um, it's just fantastic for everybody concerned and I'm, I'm 100% constant, confident that once the members hear this from the horse's mouth that at that stage they will be confident that what we're doing is the right thing and what I would say is you know we owe a debt of gratitude to our members because for months now at this stage they've been kind of kept in arm's length and um, there's speculation, as you said, in the media that we're in talks with people and every week I give an update in the match programmes and I'm more or less saying the same thing week in, week out. We're in a due diligence process that will be brought to the members when we get to that point. But we've been afforded plenty of time and plenty of trust by the members to have the time and the space to do this and to do it right. And it might have took a bit longer than what we expected, but we've been thorough and I think that's recognised by the members. We've put the time in. We did speak to other potential purchasers and there was a couple of people there that just didn't sit right with us. They didn't fit the bigger picture of what we're trying to do. Mm. But I, I'm very optimistic that what we found is the right partnership and it's we're just on the cusp of re- delivering something really, really special at Drottley United. Yeah, just on you, I was just about to ask you that question, actually, because there was talk for a while of Turkish investment. There was there was all sorts of talk, as you know, there was probably more more going on that I even that I even was able to pick up on. But there were so many there were so many different kind of partners, you know, floated and, and talked about. How many, when it came down to it, were were really serious? Because again, I I know you, as we mentioned earlier, you can't confirm or deny who who the investors will be, but just to to assume from my point of view that it is Travella. When they were looking at Walsall, I was reading some information on that. It was a 12-month process the Walsall directors were talking about that they went through and that they spoke to different people and this was the one that seemed like it fitted the best. So it is a slow process. But mm-hmm. when it came down to the, you know, to brass tacks, how many really serious kind of offers did you have? And of those, what was it that that put you off some and, and made you go with this one? I, I would say there was four people that we had four different groups that we had serious talks with. We didn't receive an offer as such from anybody, only the the people that we're at the final hurdle with now. Mm-hmm. Um, we we didn't really let anything go to an offer stage, um, only this one, because this one, as time evolved, this one proved to be the right way forward. But I suppose when you look at what Drotted is trying to do, we need investment on the pitch. We need investment off the pitch. We need investment in facilities. Like our stadium is a big project for Drotted United. And we needed somebody who was a big enough entity that was able to do it all. Um, some of the people we spoke to might have had a preference to invest in on the pitch, perhaps to get European football and yeah. the, the the revenue that could be generated from that. Others may have had links to the club for for whatever reason, but there was there was only ever really one game player that was able to to put all the pieces of the puzzle together and be able to 
deliver the complete package and and not only to deliver the complete package but had the right motivation behind them were very community focused very fans focused supporters focused understood Victoria United is a very special football club and you have to be involved in it to understand that your your fans your supporters they really are the core of everything they drive everything forward they drive the volunteers on they drive the staff on they drive the management on they drive the team on and it's a really really intimate football club and it's very very special and from day one, these people got that. They understood the magnitude of that. They understood the importance of our fans. Um, and they were just able to deliver the complete package. So to me, there was only ever one game, one person in the game. Um, although we did speak to, I think it was four. Um, now, we did allow them them conversations, the time to see would, they, would anything come into fruition from them. But they didn't. And to be perfectly honest, um, I'm happy they didn't because I'm confident what we have is the right partnership now. So in terms of then that investment, what sort of promises or guarantees have been given? Are we looking at an immediate injection of cash in the short term and then a, a longer kind of plan of, of steady investment? Or how is that going to look? Or has any been kind of has anything kind of been, been firmly laid out in terms of on the pitch and off the pitch? Yeah, um, look, the board, the board of directors and myself are, are aware down to the finer detail of, of what's to come. I don't really want to disclose that at this stage. That will evolve over the coming days. But what I would say is um, it will be slow and steady and to build something sustainable. Um, you know, you, you may see a small injection into the, the playing budget. I think everybody's aware that that's needed. Um, but that will be for them to outline over the next week or so what, what their plans are to do with that. Obviously, the stadium is a massive project for us. Um, you know, the United <laughs> probably has the worst facilities in the Premier Division around the country. United Park is very special to me. I, I love the bones of it. I don't want to leave it. My grandfather was heavily involved in, in the building of, of United Park. And it's something that's very dear to my family. Um, but look, we're all realistic. The pitch doesn't meet the standards um, that it needs to. There's not enough seating. It, it, it causes complications year in, year out for our licensing. And if it's a stage that we ever get back to European football or anything like that, we can't play a football there. Um, you're looking at fans coming to United Park this year in unprecedented amounts. There's a huge cohort of new families, new kids, new supporters coming. Um, and we're actually turning people away at the gate every match this season, you know. So we, we need to capitalise on, on, on that um, and, and expand our facilities to be able to embrace the new support that we've got. So that's a massive project as well. So I, I you'll see some plans in the in the long term for that as well but I don't really want to go into the specifics but I I'm very confident that slow and steady will will be the the course of action over the next while um, there well, are 100%... just, just, without sorry could cross you without going into the specifics then will it allow draw to be a full-time team next year uh, it will be a full-time team in the future um, there's talks ongoing in regards to that at the moment um, Kevin Doherty has been in, in a lot of dialogue and, and correspondence with these people in regards to his plans. Um, and, you know, when you weigh up the, the, the thing about going full-time, you have to you have to match it with the facilities that you can offer to a full-time team. Do I feel that we have that to offer to a full-time team at the moment? Being straight, no. Um, is there ways around that in regards to expanding better training facilities, bringing in additional 
physiotherapy, better food, all of that kind of stuff. There is ways around it. It's something that's being considered. Um, will it happen next year? That's not for me to say at this present moment in time, but it certainly is something that we'll be striving towards in the very near future. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, and then in terms of uh, United Park, Weaver's Park, What's the plan there? Because we know well, there's been a couple of sites over the years that have been floated. I think the, the, the more recent one was was looking like it was going to get a green light. But I think we've had this conversation with Connor Hoy probably four or five times over the last three or four years. And before me, whoever else was sitting in yeah. this seat would have done the same thing. So what's the what's the um, the plan with the stadium? Is it still looking like it's going to be a new site? And, and what can you tell us about that? <laughs> yeah, um, as I said, we've, we've been in dialogue with Lag County Council over the, the past year, I suppose, over the whole process of this due diligence. And the potential purchasers of the club have actually met with Lag County Council and the planning team on two occasions. Um, Lag County Council, again, have been exceptionally supportive in regards to the plan Strata has to uh, acquire a new a site for a new stadium. Lands have been identified and have been earmarked for the club. Um, and I suppose it'll be up to the, the new owners of the club then as to how quick they can move on proceeding with acquiring that land and stadium plans. But again, that's that's all been teased out throughout the due diligence process and some headway has been made, made on that. I'm very conscious that fans have had so many false dawns in recent years. I've had them myself as a fan and good Lord, you, you couldn't be more frustrated at times. There's been announcements here and announcements there and I don't want to offer anything that could turn out to be a false dawn. But what I would say is, You've Lag County Council on board, you've the FAI on board, you've a very positive new owner of the club potentially coming in the next few weeks. And everybody is aware that facilities and infrastructure are key to the expansion of the squad, to the expansion of the academy, the underage section, all of it, um, infrastructure and facilities are key. So that will be a plan for the club in the near future as well. Is that a priority, would you say? Because, you know, we, we talked about on-field and off-field and you were talking about maybe full-time in, in, a, in a year or two's time. But in terms of the short-term, you know, item one and two on the agenda for the new for the new owners of the new investors, is the, is the ground kind of top of the list? Um, I would say training facilities would be more of a priority. Um, we're struggling at the moment. Um, we have a great partnership with Diffie, the college down there, who, who we, we nearly... 
um, take over the whole usage of Diffie down there on a weekly basis. Um, but there's just not enough training facilities for us, um, for, for the first team, for a women's team. Like we, we have a women's under 17s team for the first time this year. Um, we're looking to move to having a women's under 19s team. We need additional facilities for that. Um, our academy, like there could be a couple of nights there where you might have two or three teams training on the same pitch, which is it's insufficient and it's inadequate for for anybody and everybody that's involved. So for me, um, I suppose training training facilities would be number one. But yeah, look, we have to be realistic. The stadium is a crucial part of Drogheda United and has to be something in, that that's in the very near future. Mm. And in terms of the changes in the day to day running of the club, in terms of the people that are involved, yourself. You know, Connor has been there for a number of years and has the family history, as you do as well, and lots of other people in the background, likewise. So, what will be the the actual changes on the ground and in the day to day running of the club once this goes through, if it goes through? I don't foresee any changes. Um, to be perfectly honest, um, I'm staying involved. Connor's staying involved. The board of directors, all our volunteers. Everybody will be business as usual um, for now. I would imagine anybody who's acquiring a new asset, a new business, a new club will want to put in um, structures to professionalize that. I've absolutely no problem with that. We'd welcome that. You might see a couple of changes in regards to the board and the representation on the board. They may have their own people appointed to the board to to oversee you know everything it's 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 a business for anybody who's pumping money in um so they will want accountability and stuff like that but but in regards to everybody who's there at the moment we're all staying we're going nowhere and um, we've actually built a, a very fruitful relationship with these people myself and connor are in hourly talks, not daily talks with these people. It's, it's you know, really impacted on all of our lives over the last few months. But it's been so important to keep going at that and um, to get us to this point where we're nearly ready to take it over the line. They're lovely people. We've become friends with them. Um, and, you know, I see a very, very fruitful working relationship for us and them going forward. If I can just um, paint a, a doomsday scenario for a moment. So let's say we have Galway coming up next season who are full-time and have a, a lot of financial backing behind them. Either Cork or Waterford presumably are going to be the other team in the, in the division next year. Let's say for a moment that, that Drogheda don't go full-time in the short term and struggle to, to stay afloat next year and end up getting relegated back to the first division. Are, are these investors, owners, whatever you want to call them, are they going to be in this for the long haul, do you think? And I know yeah. I know I know that's a very negative way to look at it, but we've seen this before with, with clubs yeah. that have been taken over and as you mentioned, trying to get into Europe and if these certain things don't happen are gone. So are you confident that that they're here yeah. for the for the long haul all long haul? They're, they're here for the long haul. Um like we're really only safe in the Premier Division since ten o'clock last night, you know, when you think about it. And there could have been points there in the season where we may have thought we were looking at relegation and they've been side by side with us the whole way through that. As I said, this has been an eleven month process. Um for the last six or seven months it's hourly communication with them all. Um, you know, they're very, very, very aware of where we are, you know, with the lowest budget in the league and, and what we're producing out of that is nothing short of a miracle. Like mm-hmm. Kevin, Dara, um, you know, all our all our coaching staff, the team, even the passion that's in the team to perform for us in the way the way they have is probably exceeding everybody's expectations. And they are very aware of that. 
Um, European football, it's really a thing for them. As I said, it was something that came up with, with other people that we may have been talking to. Um, but no, it, it's not a factor for them. They're very much in this for the long haul. They're very much about developing our youth structures, um, you know, that set up an academy that, that will feed potential players the whole way through from kids right up to the first team. That's something they're very passionate about. Um, and, you know, Premier Division, First division, of course, we all want to be in the Premier Division, but it's not the be all and end all for the moment. And um, they are aware that you know we will need additional resources if we're going to compete, if we're going to stay mid table, if we're going to challenge for Europe. Good lord, if we're going to challenge for the league, which everybody wants to do in the first match of the season, you know. And um, but they're very aware of that they've been side by side with us the whole way through this season. They've experienced the highs, they've experienced the lows. They've been in Weavers Park, United Park for matches. They're watching every match on the telly. They're texting us throughout the matches when they're not there. And um, they're nearly as passionate as we are at this stage. And when they talk about the United, they're talking about it as we, yeah. um, you know, it is. They're ready. In in the, the midst of everything, and mm. they feel it all. They're feeling the lows with us. They're feeling the highs with us. Like last Monday night, it was like we had won the league when when we won in Rich, Richmond Park, and they felt they were as elated as we were. They felt every bit of that joy. So yeah, of course they they're going to want to see us do well, but they're realistic in in what we can do, and they're conscious that everything has to be slow and steady. It's not about throwing money at the first team. It's about professionalizing the club, implementing structures that's going to pave the way for a sustainable club, fifteen twenty years from now. So at the end of the day, these these companies are investment people. I'm looking down through the the CVs of, of some of the people uh, potentially involved, all vastly experienced business people and and various other qualifications that they have. So they're not in this for the you know the crack either, you know, or for the for yeah. I know I know what you're saying about the 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 enthusiasm they've shown. So what is in it for them? Well I suppose you know if 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 they were involved with other football clubs around the world, they could be looking at a way of sharing resources and reducing overheads and you know there is some benefits to having various clubs in regards to ways that resources can be channeled between clubs there's also player pathways between different countries that that could be appetizing to them um but i suppose when you when you look at drada drada as a town as a city is, is very unique in where it's standing at the moment it's right at the center of the dublin belfast economic corridor the population projection growth for the northern environs of Drogheda um, is massive of 25,000 people over the next three to five years. There's an awful lot of building going on in the north side of Drogheda in and around perhaps where a new stadium could be located. So there's a lot of opportunities that's open to people with um, capital behind them. And I would imagine they're probably pursuing avenues like that in regards to how they generate revenue. They're not going to make money off a League of Ireland club. I think everybody, <laughs> Donald Duck could probably know that at this stage, you know, um, their interest in a League of Ireland club is is an interest in football and it's about how you enhance football in, in Ireland, around various countries around the world. But they, um, surely, they surely want to make, that's sure, that's what I put my point though. They're, if they're an investment firm um, and looking at, you know, the, the, the blurb on their website and that kind of thing, they will. They will want to presumably see of course, return in absolutely. some shape or form. Yeah, they will. And, and that's what I mean. Like the potential knows no bounds in Drogheda at the moment. If they were to develop a new stadium, you could be looking at retail commercial opportunities in that regard. 
Um, there's there's all sorts of commercial partnerships that could be done with sponsors. There's there's plenty of way to do that for the people who know how to do it right. And um, you know, like League of Ireland clubs are predominantly volunteer run and perhaps don't maximise on the capital that could be generated there. But if you were looking at a bigger stadium and you were increasing your attendance perhaps to five thousand as opposed to two thousand, there's ways of maximising revenue there. If you were looking at commercial opportunities in regards to merchandise, we've seen unprecedented sales the last three years in a row in Drottada United gear. Every child in the town is wearing a Drottada jersey at the moment as opposed to a Gaelic jersey, which is something that never happened except in our glory days of when we were winning trophies. But after that, it fell asunder and you were nearly an outcast if you were wearing a Drottada United jersey. But kids everywhere are wearing them. Every football training, like I often go down by Moneymore Football Club, the kids down there are training in Drottada jerseys. Up in Drottada Boys, well, obviously they're training in Drottada jerseys. But the kids are going around Saturday in West Street, they're in Drottada jerseys. So there is ways in to make money in that regard. But I would imagine somebody with capital behind them is also looking at Drotada and the potential that Drotada has if there was an inject an, an injection of money somewhere in, in, in commercial and business opportunities. And that's something that they could be looking at going forward as well. Okay, well, that's uh, all sounds very positive, Joanna. So just remind us again, when are we expecting to hear a, an announcement about this? And when when do you think, with all of the, the approvals that has to go through at the club and EGMs and everything else, when are you expecting this to be kind of signed off on? Yeah, we'll we'll definitely be making an announcement in the next two weeks. I'm hopeful perhaps by by the end of next week. Um, as I said, there's just a little bit of legals to be tied up and finalised. Um, and our intention is to hold an AGM before the last match of the season at the beginning of November. So the next few weeks are going to be very exciting. Um, and once we announce it, there will be an opportunity then for media and all of that kind of stuff to do interviews. And and I'd encourage that. I, I want as many media outlets as possible to to speak to these people, give them the opportunity um, to, to set out their stall, ask them the hard questions. The more hard questions that's asked to them from the media is less hard questions that has to be asked to them from the members. Um, and what I'd say to any of our members that's listening to this, the same as what I said to our board members when they were meeting them, there's no such thing as a silly question if there's something niggling at you ask them and I'm 120% confident that the answer people are going to hear is going to set them at ease and they're just going to get it as, as excited as myself and Connor and the rest of the board and volunteers in the club are at the moment Okay, well, it looks like there's exciting times ahead for Drada. Finally, after a long, a long way, Absolutely. Like some, some finances finally coming into the club Joanna, thanks so much for taking the time No problem David, thank you LMFM Sunday Sport. With thanks to the LMFM app. Download for free now and take us with you everywhere you go. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 